Hello and welcome to episode number 126 of your Show Me Your Mic podcast, where we talk all things podcasting. I am Chris and he is Kyle. Welcome, Kyle. Hello, Chris. Good to be back finally in 2019, uh, a year where lots of folks are making podcast predictions and I've got none. Well, that's the thing. We 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 did our predictions last episode, one episode one twenty five. We covered some, well, not our predictions. I guess it was other folks' predictions. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, and so far, I don't think any of them have come true. So I don't I don't know what that that says. It's it's already two weeks into this this year. Yeah, right? it's it's kind of like you know the, the a lot of the scientific uh, discoveries are made in your twenties, and if you're thirty and just getting your PhD and starting to do research, it's already too late, right? Einstein twenties. Uh, Newton, 20s. It's If we're already in the second week of January now and you haven't already met your podcasting goals for 2019, you may as well just quit. I mean, yeah. really, that's yeah. that's the message. <laughs> if you get anything from this podcast in 2019, let that be. Don't let that be it. You know, I'm joking. <laughs> so you're uh, since last we talked, I think last time you were in a different it looks like you're in a different space. So the video we, we stream this show live Fridays if we can, if uh, the technology gods align. Um, and so far they are my inexplicably, my streaming stuff is just like, it's flatlining, which is a good thing. Actually, it's like right at 4,000 kilobits or whatever, where it's supposed to be That's pretty straight good. line across, yeah. across yeah. uh, before 2019. I guess that's one new year's resolution that's come true is <laughs> I've improved my streaming quality by doing absolutely nothing, but just hopefully my internet provider, I guess has done something cause well, I didn't change anything. Have you heard the rumors of 5G internet going around and like Verizon and AT&T getting on board and saying like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to tackle uh, home-based internet first. And then eventually, as soon as phones support 5G, we'll start to do that. But for the most part, the 5G internet that is like coming from the the waves on, on the earth is just home-based internet. I've, I assume that won't be available in on the uh, frozen infrastructure of Canada for a while. But what's what are the what's five G speeds? What's that going to be like? Apparently, much faster than four G. Five five of them, whatever the G's are. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting five of them now. Uh, okay. If I'm on it, but not available where I am. And don't you get is, like I thought? I thought everybody in California got like Google Internet. Just like Google. No, I wish. You, are you kidding? I would love that. Google Fiber would be great. Um, yeah. I moved away from the town that they plan to put Google Fiber in like a month before they did it. So that's bad you? on me. I know. Yeah. I know it's that's... bad. I, I should make more moving decisions based on where the internet is uh, because for the last four months, it's been a garbage <laughs> situation for me. I think the last time I was on the show was uh, I was at my brother's house and yeah. they were having their child. They have. A very healthy baby girl. Uh, And so, yeah, doing doing very well. Everyone is. And so now I'm at a new, I guess, secret uh, good stuff HQ location. (laughs) It's a garage. uh, So you'll see lots of garbo behind me. Um, But we were also um, Maria Kondo that yet or. I don't know what that means. Oh, I see. Sorry. It's no, just it's, a, a new Netflix show, uh, Maria Kondo. I think I'm saying that right, where she goes around helping people organize their life. Got and, it. Uh, I thought I thought I was supposed to maybe split this space with someone named Maria, so it turned <laughs> into a condo. I, yeah. I, 
I figured that that wasn't the case, but uh, I have heard a lot about that show, and it is apparently very divisive um, and yeah. and or just kind of overly intense for uh, people, but maybe very binge worthy. Uh, I don't know. Netflix is trying to kind of push the boundaries of viral content on the internet with Bird Box and and uh, Bumber Bumblebees, whatever that was called. So <laughs> I. Bundle Bum, snatch? Bun, yeah, yes. Something Bundle like snatch. Grab the twigs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, um, you're, your new location. I'm in, a, I'm in a new location now. Okay. And it's... And that's... You're you're allowed to... Do, you can do that in California where you have... You can have a garage be like a, a fifth room or a fourth, I guess, however many... An extra room. Yeah. Yeah. Where it doesn't... Uh, it's not, you Freeze. know, zero degrees all day. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, insulated. The soundproofingness is pretty good. We were talking about before this show. If you want to tune in live, you can twitch.tv slash goodstuff underscore FM. Uh, there's a little bit before and after the show. Usually that is not on the podcast feed. So tune in there. Give us a follow and all the other stuff. You can give us your Twitch. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but just go go over there. Um yeah, it's it's pretty okay for now. <laughs> Everything behind the camera currently is a bunch of boxes, and yeah. it looks really bad. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's a lot of a lot of cables that I need to set up, and I just set up just in time to uh, to do the show with you today. So, so you've got looks like you've got your uh, SM7B. Is that what yes. you're using these days? S- right, the SM7B to a very worn out rolls uh, mute switch here. Uh, you cannot read the, I don't know what state is what on that anymore, uh, to a made in Holland, uh, Triton audio fethead to increase the gain there, uh, to a focus, right? Little guy, uh, the smaller version of the one that you have that your monitor is sitting on Yeah. to DBX 286s to, you know, the whole stack so here. Even with the DBX 286, you still need the, it helps to have the. The fed head on there or you need it. It gives me so much more room because on the, the focus right I'm using is a garbage one. It's the like runs off of bus power, uh, version and the preamps in it are complete garbage. I basically have them all the way down. And so all the juice is coming from my DBX 286 S and I'm trying to give it more headroom using the fed head so that gain is coming from going into the mic but coming from the dbx instead of it coming from the actual um focus right mixer which is never good yeah yeah because it's a gain hungry mic and that's it is it yeah it can be and i've i've used it for a really long time i if if you don't want to see my perspective of this microphone. It's it's got five years of just speaking <laughs> into it, and it's bad. It's bad news bears. But yeah. I'd but love to get a new one. Good. Yeah, uh, Patreon.com/slash/goodstuff. Get get me a microphone <laughs> that doesn't get me sick every time I put my mouth to it. We've got a couple of Patreon uh, supporters, subscribers. I uh, just got a new one. I don't I don't know the gentleman's. I don't recognize the name. So if you're out there watching, thank you or listening. Thank you for for supporting us. And uh, yeah, like Kyle said, patreon.com slash good stuff. Check it out. I've and, got some uh, follow up, Chris, from sure. from our last show. Um, I know we had talked about uh, today's special and f- trying to figure right. out like what we want to do with that. And now that Anchor had sort of introduced their new sponsorship model and you can put stuff on there. Um, I 
tried an experiment for the first week of 2019 to, on my own, write out a couple of episodes verbatim, sort of like a a straight-up script of what I would say if I were to bring that show back. And it, I would say, on average, each of them took me maybe an hour and a half uh, without any editing, zero editing. Um, I didn't. I also didn't re- uh, record them or release them. This was strictly like writing the script and leaving oh, it at okay. that, and seeing sort of the the legwork that it took to to put that together. I did three of them and got super burnt out. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're trying to put together content every single day that is both interesting insightful and truthy but not a complete rip of a wikipedia article that's difficult um that's a full-time job and trying to do that every day i i just think is kind of impossible i'd love still to bring it back but that work has to be split with somebody there's no way that like i could do three a week that might be okay but doing five is impossible an hour and a half per episode like to, to write out the script or an <laughs> yes, hour and a half correct. total? Yeah, uh, hour and a half per episode. Yeah. For aiming for like a 10 minute? Uh, five, honestly, five, like yeah. five, five minutes. I can show you maybe an example of, of what that looked like. Let me pull it up here on, on my Notion document. Uh, today's special. Loading. Yeah, it almost is harder to, I mean, you're, you're obviously trying to like pare everything down, be concise. Um, like the old adage of like a shorter talk is much harder to write than a, you know, 45 minute talk, but either way, scripting, writing a script for something like that is going to take a long time. And if you, um, if you, what was I going to say? If, if it was more like insert, you know, general conversation about rice here or whatever the top <laughs> food conversation was, if you it's improv, riff stuff. yes, yeah. if it's improv, I can do it. I, we, I could have like two bullet points and be ready to go if I had someone to play off of. But when, when you're trying to be entertaining on your own, uh, you know, this, you, you yeah. host a show called daily ish that, uh, hasn't I, posted I since, <laughs> since, uh, since October, uh, or August, August, I must say August. Let's, let's um, just not go there. It's, it's, it, but you know, it's super difficult and, Unless it, unless you're talking about something that you absolutely know, like the back of your hand, um, it's super difficult to do, yeah. and and just would it would be a huge time suck for me. I'm not I'm not sure to uh, what I want to do from here, but I think the answer is to go back to kind of the way it was and split the work with someone. The content can be the same uh, as I've written out here, sort of in my precursor uh, episodes for. The one I sent you is uh, chocolate covered cherry, and I found some really interesting stuff. There's some like four hour long ASMR streams on uh, YouTube <laughs> of people opening coco- uh, ch- excuse me chocolate covered cherry uh, that. places. Yeah, um, so it, it's just really it's really interesting um, that it it took like actually doing it for me to feel like nah, not worth it. I wonder how, like, obviously, the, you know, we've talked about before, like a show, uh, I can't think of like the daily or whatever, where it's like one guy reading it and recording it. And maybe they have a guest and they have a guest reporter on. And it sounds like they're just all casually riffing on the news or whatever. And then they get to the end and there's like 30 people that have helped with the episode, including 
10 producers or whatever. And you sort of wonder with the whole outsourcing thing, if you could like find the right person somewhere who would just be like, okay, can you, I'm not saying this would be like creatively fulfilling necessarily, but like where you could find some sort of, what was the Amazon, Amazon Turk or whatever? Like, yes, right. Exactly. Write me a script of every Wikipedia article. That's not a direct copy of that, but just, you know, uh, <laughs> whatever of these food topics. And like, and then they, and two hours later, they send you back like 30,000 scripts for, well, <laughs> for your show. And then you like totally read that. And then somebody's listening to it and they're happy. And like, I don't know. Yeah. There was a show that I stumbled upon recently called Griswold. The AI reads unusual Wikipedia articles and they are between two and a half and five minutes. And it is pretty much just a voice like they chose a voice somewhere to read articles. Now, I've listened to the introductory episode just to kind of hear the premise of it. But yeah. I'm unsure like what, where the line is blurred here between uh, plagiarism and actual like content that is totally OK to put in a podcast. Um, yeah. Because I'd I would love to run these notion uh, scripts that I've made through Grammarly and have a plagiarism thing pop up and be like, Hey, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty good on this or you're, you know, you should really change these words up or cite your sources or things like that. Um, yeah. A lot of work. So, there's lots of podcasts that are like, I remember thinking that of um, uh, Aaron Mankey's like lore, like when they're, you're referencing historical stuff that's obviously been documented and I'm not saying he's plagiarizing things like, don't get me wrong, but just the, the idea of like using, relying on Wikipedia or other articles and how much of when you, when, well, you guys even on untapped too, when, when on your podcast, like you're referencing yep. an article about beer and, mm -hmm. and you read part of it and then you talk about it a bit. So like, at what point are you pulling in their content, so to speak, and not, and obviously you guys link to things and like the web, I feel like the web version is fine. Like I, I'm okay with that at, at the web level. But just like even, I don't know, ethically or legally, I guess, even too, where yeah. how much is too Le much? To me, the legally part is probably the more fuzzy part. It's the it's the ethical side of like, you know, what is OK for for you to do. And I think when it comes to being either critical or for sharing for the purposes of discussion, reading parts of an article um, or reading an entirety of an article and citing the source um, tends to be like you you your intent is better than um than the the alternative which is just like here is here are facts about you know x topic and reading yeah. exactly what it is and not citing everything or forcing folks to go to your website in order to get uh the links to where you pulled your stuff from and things like that that's yeah that's tough. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's it's something that like people think about for music all the time, and is very clear that like oh, a music piece is a thing that if you put on a podcast, you got to ask for the rights for. Right? I mean, you yeah. got to you have to do that. But when it comes to talking about an article or reading parts of an article, less less so. I don't. I see a lot less folks talking about that. So yeah. Maybe the line isn't that blurred as much as I'm thinking of it, but 
for sure, this whole like having a computer voice read a Wikipedia article feels off to me. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to go through and like listen to these and and see what it is that they're actually doing. I almost feel bad talking about it here because that's you know giving them uh, a little bit of runway because our our audience is so powerful and and so <laughs> so great that they'll they'll uh, their numbers are gonna skyrocket here because yeah. of it, but. <laughs> It's something I know um, I've heard folks like I know Justin Jackson, his podcast, uh, Build Your SaaS, which is like about their startup uh, for podcast hosting, which is about Transistor.fm, who we host. So a little plug there and also whatever biases and things that <laughs> I'm revealing there. But, um, you know, he'll try and do like an, if he's quoting somebody else that he's listened to on a podcast, he'll always try and go out and get the audio and incorporate that into the show. And it makes sure. like, definitely makes for a more interesting conversation. But there again, too, if you're, you know, you're quoting um whatever Mark Maron's podcast and you include like the juiciest part of the conversation so that somebody doesn't really have to go listen to it. Generally, I mean, he's, I think he's erring on the side of like including the enough to like make you want to go listen to the rest of it, obviously. And so I would hope that someone like bigger, like a Mark Maron or whoever he might be including is perfectly fine with that. It's just like a blog post about an article that you quote block quote something and then people are encouraged to go listen to the rest of it or read the rest that's of it. that's kind of difficult too because it's like it, there shouldn't be this sliding scale of like well it's and mark maron said it then eh, it's okay or or you yeah. know it's on it's not 99th percent invisible so that's fine but if it's you in your garage podcasting you can't read that wikipedia article you can't do that like that's yeah. <laughs> straight up plagiarism i don't know i i i walked that line i think a lot on morning show when we had stuff on there um way more in the early days we would read stuff that was probably straight from the article or we would play uh parts of videos that were attached to articles or play them from straight from youtube um there is no like uh, itunes uh algorithmic matching of songs to say like, whoa, 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 you can't play that. And then showing up in your inbox like it does with YouTube or Twitch to say, whoa, you can't, (laughs) it looks like you guys like read this straight off of a book. Like you can't do that. That's still in copyright. Um, I wonder if that's coming. Hey, like at some point someone's going to sue someone without knowledge of how things work necessarily is going to sue Apple for whatever you know, somebody, some podcast that they list that incorporates that yeah. Apple's going to be motivated at least a little bit to incorporate some sort of algorithmic search through the stuff. But yeah, it, it is a little bit like the, the servers of old that would just list links to BitTorrent files, but they weren't actually hosting anything. So you can't sue the server, right? Like how much is Apple yeah. culpable there? I don't know. And it's not, we're not lawyers, obviously. So, well, but <laughs> I think it's just symptomatic of the internet. It's the internet don't care. It it don't yeah. at all because if uh, things like Pinterest wouldn't exist if people cared f- about attribution or people cared about content being stolen, uh, Pinterest would not be getting funding or trying to go public or things like that. It, it, when you think about it, iTunes is kind of like that. They don't own any of the content. It's all creator owned and it's being linked to in this database of podcasts um they likely aren't on the hook for any of that stuff it's more just a symptom of things are being put out there and being submitted and as long as they follow our community guidelines or our podcast guidelines it's fine like you can put whatever you want on here yeah 
Because they know. actually did have, as far as I know, last I heard anyways, there is like literal humans who used to have to like listen to a podcast before it was approved in the Apple podcast section. I can't imagine they've kept up that level of quality control to this That's, point. But- I felt that way about the app review process at Apple. And I super doubt that that's the case anymore. There are There is just way too much out there. And maybe to your point earlier, maybe it's a mechanical Turk situation where like <laughs> it goes through these automated checks first, then it hits the sort of like... Uh, conveyor belt style. There's someone just looking at a bunch of different app icons and like pulling the ones out that are that uh, bad, yeah. bad chocolate, you know, <laughs> or eating them or whatever, whatever they do with apps that are rejected. Um, and then it eventually will get to a code review where they have to like dig deeper into stuff. I don't know. I, I, I doubt that that's the case for podcasts anymore. It most definitely isn't the case for databases like Anchor or um, what are the other ones? Breaker. Uh, Spotify, I think, is kind of the last semblance of that at the moment where their database is super, super small and you have to submit and wait and wait and wait and wait and then yeah. eventually you'll get you'll get in. But that's yeah. I, I don't know really where to take today's special uh, at the moment. And I am still continuing to be wary of doing it myself because of what we just talked about in terms of not not knowing how long it's going to take or it taking way too long for me and to like the content is coming from not my head it's coming from you know other sources and i i feel kind of bad uh for putting it out there without proper attribution or spending three minutes total saying all of the links that i went and found you know sentences here and there uh or fun facts well i think that's where some of that would be, um, you wouldn't have to say it on the podcast. I think you can link it on the episode page and that should be adequate enough. Like I not guess. just legally, but even morally or whatever I feel like. Cause that's <laughs> certainly even the bigger, like when I think of a newspaper, like the New York times, like the daily or whatever, when they are, or when they incorporate another podcast or, uh, I think of reply all on Gimlet media, like sometimes they'll basically re- like it's promotional stuff, but they're replaying basically someone else's audio as part of their show. Right. And there again, it's not like, like they just say, go check out whatever.com to listen to the, this new show. Um, and then they, they're awful at like show notes and links and stuff in there on the actual website <laughs> too. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it still is a little bit of wild west and obviously you have to do what you have to do, but, um, I think that you could maybe reframing as like the weekly special is where it's a single episode yeah. a week and oh. then you do one or two, but even, even that, like at a five to 10 minute episode once a week, like that's produced really well. I think that there's no reason why that couldn't go off just as well as a today's special. Um, and then you just, <laughs> you're, you're picking the best thing of that week that you like or whatever and, yeah. and running with it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and then, you know what, I, I think part of our, 2019 we we didn't have really talked about this publicly but you know rethinking where our shows are going on good stuff rethinking what we want to accomplish personally you and i uh throughout the year in podcasting i don't know if being alone in front of the microphones what i (laughs) want to do and and would get the most out of i think it would be connecting with other folks uh on new shows and putting together stuff that I think is, is fun to do um, whether or not they end up being long-term uh, projects or things that are just kind of like one-off fun things here and there um, remains to be seen, but yeah, kind of looking forward to, to doing new stuff in 2019. 
Well, that's actually, we could do, just spend a little bit of time on that. The idea, the sort of show um, makeup, the, the 2019 fall, no, spring lineup, fall, summer, spring, winter lineup. Uh, what are we in? I don't know. Yearly it's lineup. winter here. Starting but, uh, lineup for your good stuff. <laughs> uh, the base, it's not baseball anymore. It's hockey right now, right? Ho- yeah. Hockey, hockey basketball. Uh, we're, we're in the, the throes of the postseason in the NFL. Uh, lacrosse probably plays year round, right? I, I mean, I don't even know. It's Canada's national sport. I have no idea when. Oh, mm, actually, it just mm-hmm, started. Mm-hmm. In there's a local lacrosse teams or national or whatever. There's Premier team. League. I know that's going on yeah. right now. Uh, they the, <laughs> Why are we talking uh, about MLS. I don't know sports. You know sports. So I'm looking at our lineup, anyways, of our shows that listed on GoodStuff.fm. I don't know if this is interesting to folks. To for I had actually recorded a. I, I was thinking I'm coming up with ideas for like a Lemon Productions, my business side uh, podcast, just like answering quick questions about podcasting. That's like that idea, five to 10 minutes where I can just riff on answering a mythical question about podcasting just to put, or a fake question, I guess, about podcasting and then put it in a a show so that it's, I have, you know, SEO and whatever on, on different questions related to podcasting. But the idea of like, do you need a podcast network was one of the things that I sort of rummaged around in my brain about like, would, would I advise myself now if I was starting out to like put a podcast network together? And I, I probably still would. Cause for me, it's like, it's like you just said, like solo, on the internet in 2019 is not what I want to be doing. I like to do it with mm-hmm. community, with friends, uh, folks who are into the similar stuff or whatever, trying new things together. And, but anyways, looking at our show lineup for right now, there's like, we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 shows listed on our homepage and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them have not published in, well, I think other than maybe October, I guess, is sort of the last time. Morning Show did publish more recently, but it's now done officially. Right. Breaking Space Show is back in August. Like a lot of the shows last published in August, myself, Dailyish, I'm guilty with as well. And like with, say, Three Guys, Three Questions, it's someone else doing it, like friends of us, ours, obviously, Aaron and Andrew and Adam and folks, but they haven't published since August. And like, we're not, mm-hmm. there's no contract they're breaking and there's no requirement we've set for them to have more shows on, with, right. with us or whatever. But it's just a discussion of like, what are we doing here? Because anybody who's looking at it might not see the dates, but if you're paying attention at all, you're like, that's kind of odd. The This active network they keep tweeting about doesn't really have other than show me your mic and morning right show. <laughs> like why why ask for money on patreon or why have us tune in to your uh twitch channel if you're just going to show up every two months or put out a podcast yeah. uh once once every month um and i get it like that's as a listener as someone who listens to podcasts on other networks as someone listens to you know a, a bunch of different shows um i am sort of caught off guard if they're they don't post in four months, I'm likely to unsubscribe. And so I think for us to expect that listeners are still there is a bit disingenuous um, on on all those different shows. If unless you say like, "Hey, we'll be back in," and then put a date on it, um, it's hard to hard to expect folks to to kind of stick around. And I know they did for a while when it came to um, the breaks that we would take on morning show every now and again. Uh, we used to do that show daily. It burnt us out really fast in like four months. We stopped for a few months and came back on a three-day-a-week schedule. Uh, that worked for quite a while, and then we did this weird two-day flip-flop back and forth until eventually we 
started doing one once a month uh, towards the end of it. (laughs) And that's just kind of how it went. And there were lots of folks who unsubscribed at that point. And, you know, I didn't, I can't expect you to stick around if your expectation of our show is that we post regularly or three days a week, or that was just the schedule you liked because it fit into your gym schedule or the days you would do laundry or whatever. Um, People grow to create habits And I definitely have habits on podcast listening as well. When I don't get my Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, Waypoint Vice uh, podcasts, I'm like, what is going on? Why? Why? uh, Where are the people talking about video games uh, in in my life right now? I need this now. Um, And that's just like in between, you know, getting ready in the morning time and going to work and being on my calls and stuff like that. Like it's. It's just stuff I like to fit in because it makes me feel a certain way. Um, yeah. And, and that's kind of it. So when it comes to like thinking about what shows we want to put on the network in 2019, um, for me, it's more additive. I wouldn't ever like tell someone who hadn't posted a show in four months, well, even though you want to post a new one, I'm not going to let you like that. <laughs> I would never be that way. I don't think that would, that's not a great way to foster creativity or to like treat someone's side project typically, which is what it is uh, for all of the shows on good stuff. Yeah. Treat their side project like it needed to be a full-time job or that things with f- friends and family and real life stuff didn't get it in the way to making that, that kind of thing happen. So I, Again, like I, I think it would be really great to add more um, to the network, but also, you know, as shows come back, we do our best to put ears in front of them and share stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, that, yeah. that's my hope. Um, the ones that do want to come back in, in 2019, you'll get shares. You'll get uh, not, not shares of good stuff. But but just a, a retweet here and there. Those are way too valuable. <laughs> way, yeah, way too valuable. <laughs> Which it's, it is a little bit of the chicken and egg thing, right? Because obviously if we were, if you and I as the founders, I don't know what to call ourselves, but the the people behind good stuff. Just running it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> such a loaded, that's, that's such a loaded term. I, I hate that. Yeah. But the, but the, the chief bottle washers, whatever cliche. Yes. That that idea, like if we were regularly every Monday, there was a Chris on this show and every Thursday there was Kyle's thing on this show and and then Tuesday afternoon was this other thing. Like obviously that inspires people to want to be a part of a thing and uh, whether it's other shows that aren't, aren't even on the network yet that are somewhere else on their own um, or people who are themselves you know, like the three guys through questions or whatever. And I know like some, so if just so we're clear, if somebody's listening to this and they're wondering like clockworks, for example, is a show about a TV series that's on hiatus right now. So obviously the podcast itself is on hiatus and we're right. Like Kyle said, we're completely fine with that. We, we never entered into a contract with any of the podcasts saying, like I said, 50, 50 episodes a year or you're out kind of thing. Cause we would be the first people off our own network if we (laughs) tried to do that. Yep. (laughs) But it's it's something that I also aspire to because I think I I and that's that's my hesitation in starting anything new right now is I don't want to get into doing something I want to be able to whatever I start now I feel like you know like show me your mic or dailyish I have baggage there where I can just kind of like keep going with it for now until I figure out something better to do or focus to do 
And, and yeah, like part of it would be like, maybe I should stop doing them completely. Cause then I would have that energy and time to fo- go into this new thing with full bore or whatever. But it's also like, I know if I do that, it's that much harder to get back on the podcasting horse. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, but I know that if I did something where a new Apple tech show or whatever the thing might be, um, some sort of focused topic. And I said, every Tuesday is going to have an episode. I'm going to have this and the format's going to be this, whatever. I want to be able to jump into that with both feet and just do it for the next year and then evaluate, not like try it for a month, give up, try something else, give up, you know, mm, oh, off on. totally. And I, and that kind of stuff comes into consideration for me with today's special. Like I didn't want to record a January 1st and January 2nd episode straight up at the top realize writing January 3rd's episode that this is garbage and I can't sustain this and then quit again. Um, I see that so, so, so often in podcasting and it just, it makes me, I don't know if it makes me jaded, but it makes me very wary at when I see other podcasters do this, the third time that you've launched your podcast and it's back for episode two, like I'm not going to share that. I'm sorry. Like I, I would, I want to be encouraging and I want to make sure that you have the creative outlet that you want. But in, in reality, the, this is a very touchy subject for me, but like in reality, it feels like what you are trying to attain is some sort of um, recognition for what you've done. And when that recognition doesn't come that's when you give up rather than it being this thing that you find personal fulfillment in. And that is the sustaining factor episode to episode. It has nothing to do with recognition from listeners or outside folks or whatever. When it comes to creative works and side projects, obviously if it's your full-time job, you got to stick to it. If you want to make money, you got to do it. (laughs) But we're, we're talking strictly in the whole, like, uh, personal side project sense of doing a podcast as a hobby and of, of doing something that is um, hopefully something you enjoy and not doing it just for the sheer factor of like, maybe this will get noticed on uh, the daily ish podcast or whatever. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's really touchy for me and I, and I am definitely not going to name particular uh, folks <laughs> or podcasts who have done this in the past, but it's very much like the, hey, back for another blog post type thing. Yeah. I know it's been a while since I've posted, but, and then trying to lead into another thing. And then you see the next one in 2013 and then the next one in 2015. And then it's like th- this cycle of trying to get back at it at the beginning of the year um, f- feels way worse than seeing someone try for a really long time not get noticed and then somehow it clicks somewhere and their blog about uh, different Dr. Pepper flavors gets noticed on a podcast and blows up the next day. Like that, that kind of thing, it feels way more uh, genuine and, yeah. and cool on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so with the shows, I guess the, we just had words, um, icebreaker, our, our hockey podcast is going to be shutting down and uh, just, folk the hosts uh are just going in a different direction and not wanting to do mm-hmm. a podcast for right now which is cool for them and it, we were excited about it just because it's a i mean a different kind of topic sports pod, podcast obviously not something that's typically covered on a lot of tech i try i try stuff. so hard chris i try to bring it in here and you won't let me <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I know enough to be dangerous with talking sports stuff is the problem. I'm not like focused enough into one, any one thing. I'm the guy who can sit down and watch any sort of sporting events with somebody and enjoy it and have a good time. But I don't take that home with me and loosely. The the second you start putting names out there, I'm out. Like (laughs) eject, eject, eject. Could you spell Dustin Bufflin for me, Kyle? Uh, I like the I sort of like not the alliteration, but like the the Dustin and Buffin. Like it sounds yeah. like you're you're like a uh, a car washing uh, place <laughs> yeah. down down Dustin here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's a Winnipeg Jets player. Anyways, um, so <laughs> and it, yeah, come, it, come down, it come of, down to the jet wash. I'm I'll wash your jet. I'm Dustin. I'm Dustin and Buffin. Your jet. It's fine. <laughs> So all that being said, if you're out there listening and you're like, you've got a podcast that you think might work on good stuff, then talk to us because <laughs> we're, we're all ears. <laughs> we really, no, I mean, to, to, to be honest, like we really are. I would love to, if you, if you have a show or you have an idea for a show, you want to bring it on 100%. I would probably just say, pull the trigger. Let's do this. Like, let's set you up. Let's get the podcast going. Do you need artwork? Yes. No. When's the first episode? Let's do it. And, and it really is the way that we've set these things up. It really is that easy. It's like you bring the idea. And as long as you are the purveyor of the idea and willing to put in the work for these things, um, there's no stopping you. Yeah. We'll, we can enable, it's a, it's a, essentially a, in sort of, in terms of setting up a new show for us at this point, this is the, one of the benefits of having a network is the, the site itself is very easy to basically copy paste a, a show files into the networks the site and then creating a new episode or a new show and in our hosting side and and away we go and so obviously we have some openings (laughs) coming up so (laughs) (laughs) we should you know that's actually a great idea we should like make these empty slots on here and see if folks fill them up just like fake just little hey your show here or or something to to kind of encourage folks to get in here because i mean yeah to your point chris good stuff morning show's gone uh, today's special, likely, I think I'll just move into the retired category for now until we figure out what is going on with that. And I think the majority of these would probably benefit from some sort of tag on our website that says like inactive because iTunes yeah. is doing that or Apple podcasts is doing that now where it'll yeah. say like, usually this posts on Tuesdays or it'll say inactive and it'll show the last episode that was posted there uh, with the year. So, or the, the active dates. So like, um, the morning show feed will show like 2014 to 2018 for the dates that it was posting. Um, it's kind of a cool feature and a good way to, uh, make it, make more transparent that these shows are no longer posting or that this is something old and you shouldn't expect anything from, from this feed anymore. But I don't think we do a great job of that on our website. No. And that's, it is kind of like, just like a TV show, obviously, like people watch, uh, you know, Friends or whatever, any series that's long since been done and they still rewatch it. And like some podcasts are evergreen and some, some are very topical and timely. And so you wouldn't really go back and listen, but like something like morning show or whatever, someone could stumble across it and be like, that looks like a fun show and then really like it and then enjoy the 300 and whatever episodes. And that would be fine. Like there's nothing wrong. And we, we, whether we decide to perpetually, you know, for all our lifetime or whatever, or not keep them on, on the web, like the yeah. MP3 files accessible or not is one thing, but like as much as we can, anyways, we, I like to do that. I'm a big proponent of, of archiving stuff on the web. And even if it's not your most favorite thing in the world, you keep it alive as long as possible, put it somewhere, throw it on a free SoundCloud account, if nothing else, just so it's somewhere. Archive internet archive, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so the one I was going to say, the one folks you should go, I've, I've, I bug them every year and a half or so is, uh, if you go tweet at, uh, what's their Twitter account here? Uh, the short game underscore right. twitter.com yep. underscore short game. Go, go send them a tweet and say, Hey, you, should, you guys should join good stuff. Cause <laughs> I really want a good video game podcast on our network. And I don't really, I'd love to be able to do it myself, but I know I don't have the, the playtime and the recording time on top of that to do it. Yeah. And yep. and that's a great part. Either way, you should go listen to the podcast, but um, while you're there and just see, that's it. the magic of Twitch, man. You can play a video game on there and it's kind of like a podcast. People are listening to it live. Yeah. Like they would be something <laughs> like this. And it's just, I mean, it is va- available as a video on demand and yeah. it's as close as you get. So I do love shows sort of, diving deeper into the idea of video games and, and mechanics and things like that. But um, Twitch is fun too. It's, it's yeah. fun to just watch. I've been actually playing. This is unrelated, Chris. We can kind of side tangent onto a video game podcast here real quick. I've been playing uh, on the Xbox uh, No Man's Sky a little bit more um, with a with a friend who I had back in elementary school. But we have been kind of going through the campaign together and sort of like playing nightly and, and, you know, trying to get through the early parts of the game. And boy, it's a slog, but it is reminiscent of like co-op play, uh, sort of like couch co-op play back, back way, way, way back, you know, in elementary school days or middle school days. And um, it's yeah. fun. It's been, it's been really fun. And the pressure, honestly, the pressure to not podcast to those kind of things or not stream those things is nice to have every now and then where you're not being performative or like um, needing to watch what you say or whatever during during an entire stream because um, that can get tiring and isn't isn't all that great um, yeah yeah especially if it doesn't come naturally like I feel like for you and I sure. especially like the video game streaming bringing in someone talking, else or whatever yep. yeah is a little is is isn't like my first language for sure podcasting I feel like I can I can riff on that fairly easily but yeah twitch or streaming a game while you're playing it. Like I was doing Celeste last night on our, on my mixer channel just to try it out from Xbox. And, and I, I just forgot that I was even streaming and luckily I didn't like whatever, I don't know, start complaining about my relatives or something. On sure. Thing, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting way to like, it's an interesting way to, uh, interesting muscle to have to, I guess, use in that sense, even though it feels very similar to podcasting, but um, yeah. Fill in that dead air, you know? Yeah. Dead air. Lots of, there's a few moments of just me going, because <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you do a lot of dying in Celeste. I don't know if you've ever tried it yet, but it's just one of those games where it's just like brutal, but in a really beautiful way, you're right. just br- beautifully dying over and over. It even has a little thing one time where it's like, don't worry about your die count. It just means you have more experience in life or something like that. Um, and so, wow. yeah, it's a punishing game, but lots of fun. Yeah. Um, which is free on Xbox right now if you're an Xbox Live person. Not that this is a video game podcast, but speaking of Xbox, uh, let's thank a sponsor for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Xbox. It's actually not Xbox, but it's Gumroad. Oh. They've been uh, sponsoring uh, Show Me Your Mic the last couple episodes and and a couple more. And so we just want to thank them for doing that. First of all, uh, I got an email from a listener. Uh, I'm forgetting, I think it was Jonathan, but I forget it if it was. My apologies, but 
just saying that uh, he had heard the, the sponsor read in a couple episodes back and someone else completely unrelated was selling something online, happened to be using Gumroad. And he was saying to me, like, he wouldn't have used, he wouldn't have bought it, trusted the site because he hadn't heard of it before he heard about it on Show Me Mike. So just as a bit of like sort of meta commentary on sponsorship, I know you all listening out there desperately hope for sponsorship maybe in some form and uh, and believe in the idea of podcast sponsorship because you want to maybe use it to help fund your podcast or help fund your hobby. Um but it definitely works, and and I just want to thank Gumroad for taking a chance on sponsoring a little show like this. And Gumroad is basically some a service that helps people do more of what they love. It's just basically e-commerce, a super simple e-commerce for all types of digital content creators, podcasters, musicians, writers, teachers, and more. They've given out, so to speak, they've helped raise, I guess, sell $168 million worth of stuff that creators have been um, selling on their platform. And so they actually, if you follow Gumroad on Twitter and, uh, I forget the, the owner's Twitter handle off the top of my head, I think it's S I H L. Um, but they tweet out actually like very transparent about their growth, what they've sold, how much, how many creators are on the platform. Uh, it's very interesting to sort of follow along with how the platform is doing as a whole. And, uh, um, you can check it out. Gumroad.com obviously is the site to go check it out at, uh, gumroad.com slash show me your mic is where you can go to, if you're interested in signing up, uh, that'll just show them that you came from us. It'll also give, uh, both of us, I think a $10 bonus to sign up with hot dog. And so if you're interested in selling anything at all online, uh, podcast episodes, like we talked about, would be one idea, digital stuff, PDF instructions, courses, patterns like my brother-in-law does with Gumroad. Um, anything like that, basically you can think of that you can sell digitally. Uh, it's great and a great service to use and you can get set up in like minutes. And then just if you have an idea for a thing, like you, you should uh, bundle up the morning show uh, episode or uh, music and you could sell mm-hmm. it as like a mm-hmm. CD or whatever the kids call it these days off Gumroad. <laughs> <laughs> Gumroad.com slash show me your mic. Check it out. And thanks to Gumroad for sponsoring this uh, podcast episode. Uh, speaking of Xbox, uh, Gumroad is currently selling an entire game development platform on Gumroad for $49 a year. So you can do recurring stuff. That's pretty cool. You can get Unreal Engine Deep Elder Caves, uh, which look like a bunch of um, lily pads and light beams and things like that. Some Some soldiers. <laughs> Medieval warriors, uh, health kits, uh, animated weapon uh, for Unreal Engine. Just some really cool things. There are 16 products. I'm sending you this for that (laughs) ad read. And uh, actually, I I said digital stuff, but actually physical stuff too. They can actually help you track your shipping and stuff too. I'm just seeing like, which is something that I I have no interest in doing because I don't don't know how to create things outside of a computer. (laughs) I I guess maybe Lego. I'm I'm actually, I don't know if you've heard Kyle, but I'm huge on TikTok uh, with a Lego video. I've got like over 5,000 views on a Lego video. Okay. On there. All right. And <laughs> so and I'm moving t- all my stuff. This is actually the last podcast I'm doing. Yes. Everything I'm doing now is over on TikTok. So if you can find me there, I don't know how to do it, but uh, we could do just a TikTok focused <laughs> podcast. Is it about clocks? Is that, that's what clockworks is about. I thought, so what, yeah, what would we be talking covered. about? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks to Gumroad. <laughs> <laughs> craziest funnest sponsor read uh before we end i wanted to talk a little bit about just a castaways club update um so castaways.club is where you can go that's a uh sort of community membership site that i'm building for podcasters so folks who probably if you listen to this show you're interested in podcasting you're you've already started podcasting you're just like kyle and i talked about your 
solo in your basement or your third floor mansion, whatever it happens to be, no judgment on your housing, obviously, but you're solo podcasting and wanting to sort of find some other folks who are interested in podcasting, get some tips, get some encouragement, get some, uh, this isn't a sales pitch. I'm just trying to riff on what I think in my head of what, what it's going to be. Cause it's still something that's being built. Um, any of that kind of stuff sounds interesting to you. Castaways.club. There's an email sign up form you can link to and, and, uh, throw your email address in and get updates on the service. There's a Twitter handle castaways. What did I get? Twitter.com slash. If anything, if Castaways for some Club. reason you, you, uh, aren't attracting podcasters, I think this is a great way to maybe like reconnect everyone who's ever been on survivor, uh, yeah. in, into some sort of discourse forum. Um, so that they can all kind of like get to know each other better. I think that would be just if you're yeah. looking to pivot. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, that's what I'll pivot to. Yeah. Um, I was really proud of myself in a nerd way. The I, So I'm decided on using Patreon. We talked about that last episode. I, t- I decided on using Patreon to power the membership sort of of it. I, it needs to have some sort of mechanism for a fee. And I didn't want to have to worry about setting up like a, uh, what's not simple. What's the um, Stripe. Memberful type thing yeah, or Stripe. Stripe memberful, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's just multiple points of entry or breaking breakage there and uh patreon seemed like the simplest way although it does feel a little more like it, the onus is back on me to like build stuff create stuff to like put out to the patrons but um i think in the wording and stuff that i've got going for it um it'll make sense and somehow managed to figure out the api connections to be able to run a discord server which discord is like instant messaging chat that's what we use for good stuff um sort of like live like slack and also discourse which is more forum software both are set up with some sort of API connections that I managed to not break so mm. far. Um, so Discourse is running on a digital cloud, digital ocean, sorry, instance. Discord is running on its own server. They do that for free for you. So there'll be both those components. And what I, well, the reason why for both of those, this is actually what I sent out in the last email, which is on the site. Um, I don't know how, if you have thoughts about this, but I like the idea of instant messaging, like what we use Discord for with good stuff. Even it's just like, and you and I chat back and forth on there. It's basically like our instant message forum, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's listeners uh, or patron supporters of good stuff and myself and other shows on good stuff that are supporters that pay into that. And so then they're allowed into the good stuff Discord. And that's all fun. But what I miss out of that is some of the longer form ongoing discussions because it's kind of just a flow of information. It doesn't have threading. It doesn't have, it's not very easy to go. If someone asks a question in the morning, then by the nighttime, let's say if a bunch of people have responded to that and someone asks something else, you kind of miss that first conversation that happened. And so I like the idea of sort of balancing both where you have longer form discussions in discourse on the forum side and then, hey, I need some help with this thing I'm doing right now on more on the discord side does that make sense yes it does and i i it's tough because as someone who would participate in a group like that the both of those things can potentially scare me away um the long form stuff could scare me away because it feels like oh man i have i don't want to put my hat in the ring here for whatever they're talking about because i'm afraid of being i don't know uh, laughed out of the room or whatever. Um, and then great. I need to show my face again in some other thread. Um, there's a little less risk when it comes to discord, the sort of like instant message service. Um, and, and that is a little bit as a strictly computer worker and someone who was on here 24 seven. Um, it's a lot easier for me to catch up on that type of stuff. And like I said, a lot less risk in terms of 
just saying something and then like ah, it'll it'll scroll past later right. <laughs> if i if i sounded dumb um <laughs> but i guess i i don't know i think it's good to kind of have both if you're going to so that you can kind of foster some of those conversations um and of of course like maybe link back to one another where you can say like hey we're going to take this discussion offline we're going to take it over to to discourse so that um these will live for a little bit longer and then i i assume also on discourse you can keep threads active and archive them as you know, you know they sort of like uh are done uh with whatever it is you guys are talking about if it's a monthly challenge or if it's a you know something yeah. to to that effect yeah it's like so i've used it now on a, a fan site for a band called gang of youths and with my friend matt and so i helped him set that up and um I, it, I wouldn't have really been as keen on it except yeah having experienced it now again it's kind of like um like the old school forum thing where it it's safe to leave it and come back to it later and and the the way discourse it's better than the old forum software that's for sure in that it it does a nice job of presenting what you've missed and then you can quickly mark it as read if you don't want to go into it it's not a topic that's interesting to you but it's easy to dive in catch up and then throw your own two cents onto a conversation as well. And then, yeah, the ability to link to things. Obviously, this one will be um, locked behind a you know, Patreon login and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, With so that API public. connection you were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super APIs. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but so, but either way, you could still save your own. Like you could link to a conversation and and save that for later or whatever. Um, and there's there's some gamification stuff, a little like nothing cheesy and, and over the top, but it just neat little like built-in hooks into discourse where hey, you've now because you've chatted this or sent this any messages, we've now you know your trust level has gone up this level, and you can add some of those little interesting little hooks in there as well to re- sort of reward folks who are a part of it a little longer. They can get a little you know emoji next to their name or whatever those kind of things as mm-hmm. well. Just personalize it a little more than just like you're just another name on our our Discord server. Um, and and yeah, and I actually intentionally on the Discord side, from sort of learning from our good stuff Discord, where we had, I thought it'd be great to have, you know, topics for everything or channels or whatever for almost anything and everything, just so that people would you know keep it organized in the conversation. But it kind of it looks overwhelming, and also you know when there when one conversation has three messages in it, it looks like oh shoot, I shouldn't say anything in here, but the other thread actually has you know thousands in it. That's overwhelming to jump into, right? Um, and so very intentionally on the Discord side, it's just like a general discussion. Uh, this is sort of my idea anyways, general discussion and then like I'm going live or I need help with something discussion and then a couple of voice channels for people to you know use if they want to have a sort of bigger voice conversation inside Discord. And that's it. Like not break it out into every single topic and show and whatever um, and sort of focus that energy on the discourse on the forum side so that, yeah, I feel like those conversations can then you know, are more searchable, more mm-hmm. easier to digest, you know, a year later, if you wanted to go back and figure out what did they actually, which mic did they recommend for this purpose or whatever? And those kind of technical discussions. Yeah. Well, like, really yeah, to, to, to that point, more searchable, uh, that makes it far more useful as like a knowledge base for folks who maybe just join two years after you start this thing and it's really taken off. And, and now you can kind of go back and say, yeah. Oh man, what was that thing that they recommended for, uh, the, uh, cloud lifter or was it the fed head or what, you know, what, what was the thing that they recommended for raising the yeah. gain? Raising the gain. There you go. <laughs> so it's going to launch soon uh, with, I, I sort of, 
figured out this or thought of this idea of like a founding member. I think that's the right terminology I'm using. Like, so for the first 20 folks who sign up on Patreon, there'll be a, you can, you'll be able to choose a certain level. And then that automatically, you know, assigns you a certain level in the discord and the discord server. And, um, that kind of stuff. And just kind of like a little bit cheaper rate than what will likely be the final sort of going rate. And obviously we'll see how that all goes and all that plays out, but um, it's definitely nothing to get rich on, but I also want to make sure it cover costs and that it doesn't become yeah. a drain on me financially because I'm going to have to put time into it, which I want to do, but obviously I have to pay bills and feed my family. So yeah. The, the, <laughs> the boy, I, I think thinking about the financials and, and kind of having a plan for that is good to do up front obviously that's you know whatever business 101 i'm bad at it but it's more like you know had we thought about what good stuff cost us out the gate i think we would have done things differently um going into it and we're now kind of at a point where the only thing we're paying for is hosting and our uh domain name every year and that's kind of it everything else is you know paid for yeah. so uh or is zero cost um, which is great. So we're running sort of at like minimum, minimal amount at the moment and and trying to find a way to balance that uh, on your side with this new club, I think is that's a good way to go about it because it sort of it makes sure that that's going to be sustainable going forward, um, yeah. whether whether or not there's, you know, 10 people there or if it goes down to five people, then, you, you know, you have to say like, well, we have three months of uh, runway on this. And that's kind of it. If I don't yeah. ramp up my marketing efforts on this, or if nobody signs up in that time, then I have to shutter it. And just letting people know, I think, I think there will be interest too in the folks who are joining this at this sort of in, in, you know, beginning level, uh, founders level is going to be that they want to hear about how that's going. They want to see, you know, what more can I be doing to try and help this if they get a lot of stuff out of it. So that's all, all in good, faith hopefully with with the folks that are joining yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see where it goes it's it still is a project that yeah like i'm trying to build in the open kind of thing and so and and walk through and so hopefully folks are who are interested in that obviously follow along and and join as they want and then the the issue comes like you reference our good stuff servers costs and stuff and like we have mm-hmm. our my patreon patreon.com slash ichris is like a personal patreon campaign i've been running for a while and that has that has basically been a lot of the funding that's helped pay for our good stuff stuff <laughs> along the way and uh and folks can transition to the patreon.com slash good stuff thing but that is right there is the issue with patreon that kind of comes up is like so someone's supporting me let's say ten dollars or five dollars or whatever a month on my personal Patreon, they would also like access to this podcasting thing because they're really keen on that. Do they stop? And then I require them to join. Normally, like my nature is to be like, ah, it's okay. I'll just give you access because you're already supporting me over here. No point in whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of shooting myself in the foot. But also, I don't know. Yeah, it just becomes complicated. And yeah. 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 Well, and to, to that point, like it makes it so like why even have all those api things hooked up and things like yeah. that like you may as, you may as well let folks join the automated side of it and then gain them access to you know side project stuff things that are uh good stuff related or things that are um dailyish related and and whatnot um that seems like a much easier way to do it rather than sort of the opposite where it's like hey you're already supporting me don't worry about that i'll i'll find a way to create a fake user so that you can yeah. go over here and sign into your new discourse thing and 
Yeah, I, I would encourage you to do the former rather than the latter. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Keep it all, keep it separated as the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. offspring said. All right, on that note, uh, I think we should uh, probably ep- end the episode. Well, um, yeah, you got pizza, so that's pizza. good for pizza good time. for you. And uh, I'm going to be over here just by myself. Great, good. <laughs> this is really good. You could start a noodle club. Noodles dot. I could. It's probably available. Right. Probably not. A noodle dot uh, club. If noodle dot club is available. Get on it, internet. Uh, hover. No, sorry. What was that? Pork bun. <laughs> oh, the joys of, yeah. Porkbun.com is where you can register a domain name. And if you use code Not shop a sponsor. Talk, Not a sponsor. You can. Where's it? I have my, I have my dog clicker now. Chris, down. <laughs> down. Get down. That's, that's going to be. I'll be like <laughs> fading out of the editing the podcast from when all of a sudden this clicker is going to shoot my ear. Okay. Castaways.club is where you can go if you're interested in what we were just talking about. Goodstuff.fm slash SMYM is where you can find this podcast. And of course, goodstuff.fm is where you can find a few podcasts that are still going right now. And maybe others will show up. Um, and, Noodle.club uh, is available for $773 oof. a year. So That's if, a deal. uh, Steel. yeah, yeah, yeah. Noodle dot online is available 546 a year. <laughs> Noodle tube, $21. Got it. See, I think there's your new show. It's just Kyle reading off domain names that he might buy. That's Kyle reading domain names podcast episode number 635. I'll take it. If you'd like to be interviewed on this show, I don't know why you wouldn't. Goodstuff.fm slash SMYM slash ask is where you can find out how to do that. And also where you can find out how to send in questions for the show on, on uh, Twitter, et cetera. And we'd be happy to take your questions and discuss them on the, on future episodes of the show. If you want uh, some podcast editing help or consulting, I'm available. Lemonproductions.ca slash hire. And Kyle's, you've got a show on beer if folks want to check out over at yeah, Jobby Job. Podcast.untapped.com. Is, it's that show and this. Those are the only ones that I'm on. And I really kind of, I play the foil on both, really. I'm not the host. I'm, I'm just sort of like a, I'm the funny you're guy. The, I'm yeah, the jester. Yeah. Add the puns. Yeah, pretty much. So. That's it. Noodle.live, $1.99 a year. There you go. That, that's not All a right. bad one. <laughs> what is your your domain name right now is uh uh, co- uh cold pizza dot online is my current uh website yeah. and i've been i'm looking to change it noodle dot live sounds pretty good i may have to get that for a dollar 99 a year <laughs> all right thank you for listening everybody please uh if you're going to do anything podcasting related to this between now and the next episode go leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast doesn't have to be this one but it can and just to thank a podcaster for doing what they're doing and uh, also send out a tweet with a link to the, an episode that you like from their show, because that also helps let other folks know about the podcast that you like. Right. 